everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Double Date with Dateline. Double date, double date, double date. I'm on my double date, double date, double date, double, double date. You know that's not the theme song. No, it's too sweaty to to do that song. Too sweaty? Yeah, I'm just, I'm hot. You don't eat ribs, but it's not like a hot weather food. Don't they have it at barbecues and things? Yeah, but it's still not the thing I would go for at a barbecue. I don't know, Mm. hot weather and like hot meat, not even me. But that's a barbecue thing. That's like burgers and stuff is hot meat. Also, your stripper name. (laughs) I think it's also my AOL handle from (laughs) the early 2000s. Hot meat 77. I wanted to make myself older. So anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I noticed that. Okay. So we are looking at a new series from ID. I'm sorry. New to me. Have you ever watched any of this series before? No. Although the story seemed very familiar to me and I thought I recognized some of the people, but I did not recognize the lead detective lady. So this is a series that revolves around the life and times and homicide journey of Lindy Gligrievich. I spelled it out phonetically. It just took me a minute. Gligrievich. Yeah. Her first name is Lindy. Yeah, I love that. Not Linda. Yeah. No, Lindy. Lindy. Yeah, that's cute. I feel like she's the good Linda for sure. Mm-hmm. It's also like Lindy Hop, right? What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Lindy Hop is one of those like swing dancing competitions. The Lindy Hop is something they do. It's like a 40s, a 1940s dance with Judy Garland. It's cool. I think that this is a fun series just because she's very fun. I liked her. Did you like her? I did. She gave me Kelly Siegler vibes from Cold Justice. Okay, I thought she might, actually. I've only seen, like, one episode of Cold Justice, but I got a vibe from her that I felt like you would like her. So I'm glad I was right. And this whole series is about some cases that she did in Los Angeles and during her time as a homicide detective. So it's, I was like, well, this is going to be hit or miss, but so far, it's a hit. We are covering season one, episode two, and the episode is called Deadly Dessert. Did you think this was going to be about poison? Because I did. Yeah, I thought dessert would feature more heavily into it. Me too. It threw me way off when there's no poison. So we open and there's some footage of what's about to take place. Pretty much we get a Kafka reference in the first 30 seconds and I was sold. If the judge calls the case Kafka-esque, I was very excited because I'm obsessed with metamorphosis. I was like, let's see where this goes. Super pretentious. I tell you, I don't know if any book ever in my life has influenced me as much as that book. Wow. It creeped me out more than The Shining. Is that weird? I know. I haven't read it because I'm not pretentious. I'm sorry. Do you think that I read that book on my own accord? Let's be very clear. When did you read it? I was assigned that book. For what year? I think like freshman year of college. I feel like I get points for non-pretentiousness because I had to write stuff about it. No, because if you were truly not pretentious, you would have stolen the paper off of somebody else. I, but I did that with Heart of Darkness. Does that mean I'm not pretentious? Because I refused. Oh, yeah, I refused. I had to okay. read that book three different times in cl- different classes, and I never actually read it. Same, exact same. Metamorphosis is about as long as Heart of Darkness, by the way. So this isn't a major feat. It's not like I read a 500-page book that was complicated and in-depth. Heart of Darkness is really short. Yeah, this is exactly like that. It's a short story, basically, about a guy who turns into a beetle. I know what it's about. Yeah, I think you should read it and see if you're as disturbed as I am. And then we can talk about it. It's like Jeff Goldblum's um, fly, basically. <laughs> Somewhat. But with different meanings. And like in Eastern Europe. 
So sure. there we go. So if that was set in, yeah, Romania. Again, this case had nothing to do with dessert, barely, and nothing to do with a person turning into a beetle. Anyways, I love her tagline. We open with her saying, there is no closure for someone who's lost a loved one to murder, but they can get justice. My name is Lindy Gligriovich. She says it much better than that. Because it's her name. It's her name. She's a <laughs> She's an LAPD homicide detective. I've been on hundreds of murders. And the bottom line is, if you've taken a life, you are my target. I will get justice. Mm-hmm. Did I? Could I be her? Did I do it as convincing? Yeah, that was pretty good. You need some boot leg jeans with the belt, with the badge on the belt. You think I don't own those three things? <laughs> you think I'm not going to put that on tomorrow morning when I get up? I also have a, a holster, like a, you know, with the strap around. the. Sh- I do from a show. Oh, boy. I won't get rid of it just in case I need to impersonate a homicide detective. Lindy, this is not a single white female thing if you're listening. I'm coming for your job. So September 25th, 1996, this is the year we're in. We are in a suburb in Silmar. Do you know where Silmar is? Yeah, vaguely. Do you? No. Is it by me? Maybe, yeah. Or is it in Orange County? No, it's in L.A. Is it by Simi Valley? It could be. You don't know where it is? No, I don't. Yeah, okay, there we go. I've heard of it. I don't know if that counts for anything. Yeah, I'm going to give you a half a point out of 10. I feel like I've had to run an errand there once. Yeah, it's not good. Okay, anyways, a gunshot rings out in this quiet neighborhood in Silmar. The homeowner is okay. But the intruder, who is also dressed in a disguise, has been shot. So, Lindy Gligriovich, we're just going to call her Lindy, Lindy G, gets a call in the middle of the night. It's that typical, you know, the detective, hello? And then they have to get up and get dressed and go to a crime scene. Every show we've seen has that. But that's like the easiest thing for the reenactment actor to do, I think. I just have to lay there and then get a phone call. But... You know what? It's probably the hardest scene for makeup and wardrobe because you have to make them look good. But also, are they wearing makeup in bed? Not really. So it's tricky. But it's, they're not going for reality. Yeah, that's true. It's not like high-def close-ups, so they're okay. But this is the point that we realize that this is going to be largely reenactments. So then I got very excited and I was like, okay, I think we can do this episode. Kafka and reenactments. But it's a little bit interesting because... We have an actor playing Lindy, but we also are having Lindy on the screen narrating the story. Did you feel like they were a close enough match? Yes. Great. Me too. I, I felt it. the casting was well done. Oh, good. Okay. Me too. That girl probably plays her in all of the episodes. Much like Joe Kenda, the, that one actor plays the young Joe Kenda in all of the Joe Kenda So that's a great gig, country. right? If you can get it, that's a yeah, great gig. Yeah, it's a steady gig as a reimagine actor. Mm-hmm. I really like it. And you probably work with the same people because I'm also assuming that Lindy's partner, who we meet later, is probably the same partner throughout, right? Mm-hmm. And that Joe Kenda actor was a huge hit at CrimeCon. He was treated like the Beatles. Was it that serious? <laughs> I mean, I stared at him for a second. He's really handsome. I, t- I might have taken a sly picture on the side. <laughs> so bad. So Lindy gets a call in the middle of the night and she's on the case. Now, we're told Silmar is not normally a place that you find having a lot of gunshot trouble by L.A. standards. Silmar's not really like a violent town. And then we're immediately put in the home of Jose and Nicole Garza where the event has taken place. 
Jose Garza is a city attorney who has worked his way up from, they said working at a fast food restaurant and did like night school to become an attorney, which is incredible to me because law school's hard, Mm y'all. And then Nicole is also an attorney, but she is a divorce attorney. So there's that. The reenactment Jose and Nicole. Reenactment Jose seems to be much older than the Nicole actor. Did you yes. notice that? Okay. I don't know how they were in real life. They didn't really tell us, but the Nicole actress is very pretty. Yeah. If I were judging solely on looks, which I mm-hmm. did not want to do, I would say that she's out of his league. Yeah, I think that's accurate. I think it's actually kind of important to the story. I don't mind saying that. It's kind of, right? It's a little important. She looks like a trophy wife. Hot, young trophy wife. Even though she's a lawyer in her own right. They look like the kind of couple where if you were a judgmental person, you would see them and be like, oh, he has money. Mm -hmm. Does that help? Yeah. Okay. So we also get to see some actual crime scene footage of that night from 1996. And that was pretty exciting for me because we get to see Lindy's 90s bangs. And I knew you would love that. And I knew that you were going to be upset that the reenactment actor has beautiful, like, sort of soft blonde hair with not a bang in sight. Yeah, I don't like that. I like when they go for the trends. But we got to see the real, like, VHS footage of her walking through the crime scene. And it looks like a home movie. And she's pondering tremendously. She also looks like she's in charge. I was like, yeah, go, Lindy. And she's got like her big glasses. It was good, good stuff. So we find out that they have three children and they were all in the house at the time of the shooting. And Lindy tells us that even though she has a daughter at home herself, that her daughter is the furthest thing from her mind. She's only a detective when she's on the case. And I I thought thought she was going to say the opposite. Kind of thought so, too. (laughs) I always go in as a mother first. So when I see a case and there are three children there, I immediately think about I'm a mom. Is it wrong that I kind of respect her for? Oh, I like I totally respected it. Yeah. Okay, I was like, that's great. And it's also you could be perceived as a certain kind of person by saying something like that. And she doesn't care. Yeah. She was like, no, I'm a detective. But it's a double standard because we would never judge a man for saying something similar. Of course it is. Yeah, absolutely. So that night at the Garza house. The night, I guess, had started somewhat celebratory because it is one of the three children, one of the girls, her birthday that very next day. And the reenactment has her in bed saying, will I get a pony tomorrow? And then the mom says, that's only in the movies, honey. And I wanted to say, and if you're in a cult. Uh Uh-huh. Did you think about that? I totally thought about it. And I thought about the Seinfeld reference again. Oh, that's right. I got to you got to send me the name of that episode. Girl who had a pony growing up. No, ma'am. So he actually her parents are doing her a favor. And then Mm -hmm. after that adorable bedroom scene, we get a very awkward bedroom scene of a different nature, which is Jose and his very attractive wife in the part before the foreplay, the pre foreplay Mm -hmm. of I don't know her wearing lingerie and him saying, get over here, baby. Or yeah, do you like it? Yeah. yeah, and then like fuzzy footage of bodies that you can literally see like half a shoulder, like you see nothing. I'm, s- I'm still uncomfortable, and I've seen way racier on the ID network. I was really uncomfortable. I looked away, so I'm not actually sure what we saw. So <laughs> there we go. I'm hoping it was just that. No, there's one scene there. There's a fast clip of her like in coitus, and it was like mm. too much. 
it just seemed like way too much coitus and too enthusiastic coitus. How many times can I say coitus? With three children in the bedrooms right next door. I'm going to need a layout of the house. I'm going to need to see a floor plan. Yeah. And I need to know what year was the house built? How thick are those walls? Or do the kids have like music playing in their room? I don't know. Anyways, so we get that lovely scene. And then Nicole sends Jose into the garage to get a post-coitus ice cream sandwich from the refrigerator in the garage, which a ice cream sandwich is odd to me. Just going to say it. You get you need a cool down. Get it. Yeah, but why would I feel like a bowl of ice cream? I personally hate ice cream sandwiches if they're the kinds with like the wafers like that are all soggy on the top and the bottom. Those I hate. If it's that kind of ice cream sandwich, I don't like. Maybe they just can't say what it is and it's like a Klondike bar, but they can't say Klondike bar. Also, I've had Klondike bars recently. They're still not bad, but they crumble. That chocolate crumbles. So you can't eat that in the bed because you will get that melted chocolate all over. Right. Well, the sandwich melts too. Remember the kind with the cookie wafer, if that melts too fast, then your hands stick to the chocolate part. Oh, and then you have the chocolate gooey on your fingers. Yes. So that's not the fastest either. I don't know. The ice cream sandwich was odd, but I will say I was excited by the refrigerator in the garage. I know I've said this before, but that's a sign to me that you've made it when you have the fridge in the garage. I'll tell my dad. That is. Our friend Stephanie has it, has the fridge in the garage, and I love it more than anything. It makes me feel like at home, like it's a real home. That's where all the drinks go. It also means that you have enough food in your house that you need a separate fridge for your drinks. And I've never had that much food in my house to constitute the need for a separate fridge someday. Yeah, Anyways, he's going to the garage to get the post-coitus ice cream sandwich, and he hears all of the dogs barking. I guess they have some dogs. I don't think it was his. I thought it was neighborhood dogs, but maybe it was theirs. Thank you. I didn't know. Could be. But he does what any red-blooded American would do, which is get his gun and put it in his robe pocket. Just to go into his garage to get an ice cream sammy. I would not put on a robe to go into the garage. Let me be clear about that. Maybe he was naked because they just, you know, and then the kids. What if one of the kids woke up? But wouldn't you just put on boxers? I don't know. I'm not a man. Maybe they don't have that kind of a household. Does your dad walk around? I can't ask you that. My dad did. Not with no shirt on. He wears boxers, but with a shirt on. Yeah. So I guess a robe is faster. Okay. But he doesn't wear a robe, right? My dad never really No, my dad doesn't wear a robe. He lives in Southern California. So what? It's hot. Yeah. Well, it's not always hot. Winter time. Okay. Uh, yeah. Maybe he's just not a robe person. He might just not be a robe person. He doesn't wear slippers either. Oh, I love slippers. Okay. I could not live without slippers. So anyways, so I'm guessing the gun is somewhere in the house. What I wasn't crazy about that there are three kids living in the house and he had access to his gun quickly. I They didn't show him going to a gun safe. No, it was in a drawer. Yeah, it's in a drawer. And the kids are, but that's all right. I'm going to let it be. Maybe there was a key I didn't see. So anyways. Let's assume the best. Let's assume the best and, well, okay. Anyways, puts the gun in his pocket because of the dog. But you know what? I also feel like, yeah, it was probably the dogs, but I feel like he got a sixth sense. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Where it's like something seems off. So you're like, "Mm, I've had that moment a couple of times. Neither time was it something dangerous, but like, I get it. So He goes into the garage, is in the refrigerator, and all of a sudden, a figure all in black 
starts shooting at him in the garage. Now, starts shooting at him in a... This is not a six-car garage. This is a small garage. Mm -hmm. The person shooting is missing. He whirls around, pulls his gun, bang, bang, shoots the intruder. The intruder's on the ground. They're like six feet away from each other. Like they really perfect are. Perfect social distancing distance, and they're missing each other multiple times. He didn't miss though. He yes, he did. Miss. Oh, he missed too. Oh boy. Okay. But maybe it was the way they shot it. The way they showed it was both of them missed at least three or four times. I also feel like this person had the upper hand, and the only light is going to come on when you open the fridge, right? Or did he flip on the lights in the garage? Yeah, that's unclear. I don't know. They didn't give us like the rundown of exactly how the crime mm-hmm. was set up, but that's okay. So regardless, he shoots the intruder and the police are on the scene. Lindy's there. They're going through their forensics and they need to detain Jose because regardless of if it was warranted or not, he shot an intruder. So they handcuff him. Yeah, I didn't think they were going to handcuff him. I thought they'd just keep bring him in. Handcuffs seem unnecessary. He was in his own garage and it was clearly an intruder because they're dressed as an intruder. And they called the police. It it seems a bit, yeah. Like, could not be dressed more as an intruder. No, they're like a cartoon dressed like the Hamburglar. (laughs) Yes. And... (laughs) It's really intense. Like a bandit mask. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed pretty clear. I also don't know why they felt the need to tell us that he was handcuffed. I was kind of like, tell us you took him down to the station, but oh well, that's all right. Well, they showed it in the reenactment too. Yeah. And I was like... Is that racial profiling? Why are you handcuffing him? I got very upset. Oh, really? I did not get upset because of that, but he's a city attorney. I don't know if they didn't know that right away. Maybe not. Hmm. I feel like that the police would have had to deal with him at some point, but LA's a big city, so who knows? Okay, so Jose and actually Nicole as well is taken down to the station to be interviewed. They immediately think that Jose, because he's a prosecutor, probably has quite a few enemies, right? But I guess a city attorney focuses more on misdemeanor crimes. To me, I didn't think that would make much of a difference. I'm like, you're putting someone in jail either way. So yes, it's not like you're putting serial killers in jail, but you're still putting people, especially if it's misdemeanor, it could be drugs or something like that. So it could be people that are unstable, right? Mm -hmm. And also, it's not necessarily the person you put in jail. It's the family. There's lots of variables if you're putting people in jail. So Jose tells Lindy and she has a partner and his name is, did you get his name? No, I did not feel like he totally respected her position as a woman in charge. I felt like he was the one in the TV show that like always thinks he's right and then she always proves him wrong. Mm-hmm. That was their banter. Yeah. He buys her a beer. But still, every week when there's a new case, he would still discount her theory right away and make fun of her for it, negating the like 5,000 times it's happened right. She's been right every single time before that. And then we as the viewer are like, what the F, Frank? Like just last week, you did the same thing and she was right. It was an alien or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. I like when a serial TV show has more character arc. Yeah, I understand. I like that we've created this TV show. I'm basing it off of Castle. Well, this is also like a TV show of sorts, right? Yes, that's true. Kind of. It's very strange that they're shooting each other from such a short distance in the garage. But also what Lindy tells us is that it's actually very difficult to be accurate because of the size of the gun. 
that the perp is shooting with. It's a two-inch handgun, which sounds like a child's gun. Like, two-inch? Pew, pew. Pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. Like a space gun. And so that seems very, very small. But apparently it's very hard. I would think that would be so much easier. Tiny gun, stick out your hand, pew, pew. You have control of it. It's the opposite, I guess. What does Lindy know? She's only a cop. I feel like she would really know. Also, it's at this point that we find out that the person who is dressed legitimately as a ninja Mm -hmm. is a female. Yeah, but what else was this person wearing? This person was wearing all black, black pants, black shirt, black, is it a hoodie? It's a hoodie, black mask, a wig, (laughs) and glasses. Because a lady has to dress it up somehow with a wig and fake glasses. A wig. Why yeah. wouldn't you just pull the hood and then tighten the... Okay. It's it's overdressed for the situation. It's well overdressed and probably why they couldn't shoot straight. The, the wig like flopped in her eye or something. But it right. like was sliding down. But I loved that it was a woman because women, girl power, women can be ninja home invaders too. Don't sell yourself short, ladies. But they weren't really dressed as a ninja. I don't know why they said that. No, they just keep saying ninja. It's probably cultural something to disrespect to call it a ninja. But did they have red on them? Did she have a red sash on? No. Because like, or like, was it because she's thin and ninjas are kind of like, like slight and they can move very quickly? They're graceful. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. The ninja also had a fanny pack. No, it didn't. Yes, because there was reenactment footage of the cops going through a black fanny pack that was on the floor of the garage. Wow. Okay, well, they're handy. I mean, that seems... Yeah, you got it. Maybe they got the gun. That's where they kept the gun. Boy, that's weird. And some, like, hard candies. Can I also ask, they have the freezer open, and the only thing in the freezer is what appears to be three boxes of ice cream sandwiches? Which we find out later. That makes perfect sense. Oh, well, I'm irritated about that, too. But I'm more irritated that you're wasting a lot of energy. That fridge better be full. Well, we only really saw the door. So maybe inside, way packed deep was... No, we did see the full thing. Oh, it thing. was empty? But we didn't see the fridge, just the freezer. No, part. but if you have an empty, a majorly empty freezer, what's the one thing that you need to fill it with? Think fast. What do you got to put Ice? In there? No. Ice cream? Otter Pops. That thing should be top to bottom Otter Pops. Okay. Every color. So you can just go in there at any point in the day and just whatever flavor you want. I never really liked Otter Pops, but 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 they have three children. Right. So there should be some popsicles. It's like, that's mommy's freezer. Those are mommy's ice cream sandwiches. And there's like a lock. I don't know. I don't like it. Mm -mm. I don't like that. Mommy's special sandwiches. Okay. Mommy's special post-coitus sandwiches. So Jose, in the interview, tells the detectives about the ice cream sandwich, about the dogs barking, about the pistol in the pocket. Lindy obviously thinks that putting a gun in your pocket to go out to the garage is a little much. Mm -hmm. It seems a little weird. But then Jose asks them, is this a good shooting? Which is police vernacular for, was this a justified Mm -hmm. shooting? I don't think that's weird at all. They thought that was so weird. He's a lawyer. Of course he's going to ask that. Yeah, that didn't seem that odd. Lindy says that his body language is open and forward. 
but he's also like clearly in a little bit of shock. He's never shot anyone before. All of his body movements are lining up with how he should be behaving in this situation. And he also can't think of anyone who would want to kill him. He has kind of vague concerns about some people he has prosecuted, but no one specifically who was sent him a letter that said, I'm going to kill you and your family. He also doesn't have a girlfriend on the side, which is what I was waiting for, because I thought for sure in this case, we're going to get some people on the side. But Mm -hmm. I was wrong. Lindy believes everything that he said. What we need to discuss is that this ninja wouldn't have been able to break into the garage if they had Simply Safe. True. Simply Safe protects your home without the high cost, tricky contracts, and bad customer service of most home security companies. If you watch as much true crime as we do, uh, you know that home security can be the difference between watching one of these shows and being on one of these shows. Correct. Simply Safe can get you an arsenal of sensors and cameras to blanket every room, window, and door tailored specifically for your home. And you set it up by yourself in under an hour. You like just peel and stick the sensors exactly where you need them, which I think is simple enough for me to figure out, but also seems to be efficient enough to foil your neighborhood's local ninja burglar who for some reason is brandishing a gun because that's totally what ninjas do. Professional monitoring keeps watch day or night, ready to send police, fire trucks, EMTs to your house if there's an emergency, like someone is trying to steal your special post-coitus desserts. The best part for me is there's no pushy sales guys, no fine print, no hidden fees, no contracts, and it starts at $15 a month. Also, Simply Safe was named the best overall home security of 2020 by U.S. News and World Report. So it's legit. Ah. Uh, Go to Simply Safe today by going to simplysafe.com forward slash date dateline and that's simply with an i at the end so s-i-m-p-l-i-s-a-f-e dot com forward slash date dateline you get free shipping a 60-day risk-free trial so there's nothing to lose that's fantastic isn't that amazing i'm so excited you simply can't be too safe so try simply safe but don't Is it spelled with an I at the end because they're keeping an I out for you? That's it. Yeah, I'm sure that's it. I don't know. I don't know for sure, but I would. I'm sure. Yeah, I would say that's it. It's the only thing that makes sense. Thank you, Simply Safe. Check them out, guys. Yay! Thank you, Simply Safe. Now we move back to the crime scene, and at the crime scene, a key had been found on the ground, and so they are scouring the neighborhood because basically the ninja had driven to the crime. So. I don't know. I thought that was funny because I feel like they would. I would parkour. They should have done the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> parkour, parkour. I know. So, but the the ninja parked a few blocks away, and inside the car they find registration so they can get the name of who owns the car, and they find this very weird plastic bag. This sounds like something that would be in your car, or my car, with tiny, teeny little scraps of paper ripped up with writing on them and typewriting and actual writing on them, but all wet, like they had poured a soda or poured water in the bag. That's a Katie thing. That's not a me thing. You've never done that with bills and stuff, so you don't want people to look at them, so you pour water on them? No, I didn't. never thought about it. That's a good idea. Have you had your identity stolen? No, I have a shredder. Oh, la-di-da. <laughs> look at you. I didn't know you could use soda. Oh, You're using technologies. 
<laughs> I love a good shredder. I need a shredder. It's a mini one. It was like $30 from Staples. I've had it for like 10, 15 years. I've had one before. I just broke it. So it's fine. I'm just jealous. Put too many papers in it. Yeah, I did. And I think I put things with staples. They are finicky. Yeah, they are. That's like the most finicky electronic there is. It's like you put in seven pieces of paper instead of six and it's like. Yeah. Yeah, yours is I don't like it. Mm -mm. So the little tiny pieces of paper are, of course, sent to the most magical place on earth, the forensic lab to be studied. And I was like, well, that is Kimberly's job because that is a puzzle for the ages. Oh, I could totally do that. I was. Did you that. love that? Yeah, I, I could totally do that. I know. I was like, I would give that job to you. Although wet paper is, yeah. But you have gloves on. So you're not like, you know, you'd be okay. Meanwhile, back at the station, Lindy and her partner, no name because I didn't write it down. Mustache mustache, are about to interview Nicole Garza, the wife. Apparently, she's like super duper relaxed. And in the reenactment, she's like stretching and yawning. Jody areas it up. Yes. Like she could be in the waiting room of a spa to mm-hmm. be called in. That's how like chill she is. It's not the way that someone would behave who had just experienced a shooting in their home. I'm also going to say this. It seems odd to me that she didn't go and pull the mask of the ninja off. That's the first thing you do. Like every Scooby-Doo, every, yeah. you got to pull the mask up and see if you know the person, right? Even though the 911 person probably said, don't touch anything. You wouldn't be able to stop yourself. Or wouldn't the paramedics do it? And then you could kind of look when they're hauling them off. Right. How did they not know who this was? That seems really weird. Well, she was counseling the kids on the side so maybe she didn't get a look when they carried well but on the show they carted them off with the mask still on they said they actually took the time to say they left with the disguise on why forensically they can't touch anything even though but they need to save the person's life first gosh that's weird they probably needed to give them oxygen like they had to put the mask the mask went over the mask the air mask went over the face mask? No, but the face mask was the, whatever it's called, a tankini. Balaclava? Yeah, balaclava. Not a tankini, sorry. Tankini something else. A tankini? Yeah, I said tankini. Isn't that like a little tank top? No, a tankini is like the bathing suits that are the tank top. Yeah, yeah. With the bottoms. So I feel like there's also a kini name for whatever this is when it's got the eyes and the mouth, the ski mask. It's going to drive me nuts. Okay, anyways, but that, I think that they had that so that they could put the mask on over the mouth. Anyways, she's very chill, and they start questioning her, and she immediately tells the detectives that, well, Jose and I were having sex. Full stop. That's nasty. Why are you telling? They didn't ask you. Well, we just had sex. I sent him for the ice cream sandwich. I don't think saying it once is weird. Problem is she kept saying it. I think the problem is the reenactment because how they're showing it in the reenactment is she's like sitting back in the chair and she's like, if you want to know what happened, Jose and I were having sex. She was very like bragging, almost like a teenager who had sex for the first time. And she's like, I was having sex with my boyfriend. It's exactly like that. We were making out in his car because he totally has a car. But then also, I don't know why you said that you didn't think it was weird when the next thing that the detective says is, well, I don't see how that's relevant. It was weird. I didn't think it was that weird because they probably said what happened that night. 
I feel like it just happened like 30 seconds after they finished having sex. So I feel like you kind of would say what happened. Or if they said what happened tonight, you'd be like, well, I put the kids to bed. We went to bed. We had sex. Kind of feel like it's part of the story. They usually say, what happened tonight? Walk me through what happened tonight. If they said, walk me through what happened tonight, I would have done it. But if it was like the first question out of the gate, like, wow, what what a night. What happened tonight? Well, we had sex for a long time. That <laughs> That's weird. Like, I would probably say, I have no idea what happened. We were in bed. I asked him to go and get me an ice cream sandwich. Mm-hmm. He went and got it, and I heard gunshots. Mm-hmm. And then you go into more detail. But instead, and they thought it was weird. She also she also says, he's very good at it. And I can't say no. So I thought I would tire him out. It's like, ooh. Well, she's, yeah, they have sex for a long time. Yeah. And she tries to tire him out, but she can't. And then. It t- they have sex for hours. Yeah, that's, that's too much information. She said, I really wanted to tire him out this time. Right. And then talk about the calendar. You talk about the calendar. I don't like the calendar and I don't understand it. And I would I need a lot more information on it because we get one sentence. So they show a calendar. Apparently, Jose was so into their lovemaking sessions that he would write an S on the calendar every time they had sex. Highlighted. Yeah. And then on days that they wouldn't, it said NS. <laughs> Did you not notice that? no. It was like S, N, S, 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 N, S. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, there are several reasons for why I can think of it that are logical and not creepy. Is what? If you are tracking, pr- trying to become pregnant or something. There we go. And you're tracking ovulation or something. Uh-huh. Or if you're in marriage counseling and the therapist says, how often are you having sex? And the wife says, we have sex all the time. And the husband says, we never have sex. And then the therapist said, write it down every time you had sex so we can get an accurate count. Do you think either of those two things are happening here? I know we know they're not in marriage counseling. I don't know. They already have three kids. I don't know if they were planning for a fourth. Did you think that they were having sex a lot for a couple with three kids? Yes. Me too. I was shocked by the amount of S's on that calendar. I have to say. No, it's like five nights a week, it seemed like. Yeah. For hours each time. How do they have jobs? They're lawyers. They must not own television. This is what happens when you give away your television. She's very passionate and she can't say no. Yeah. She was trying to tire him out this night in particular. He's very good at it. It's a bit much for me. That was a lot. I don't know. Also, the actress is really playing it up in the reenactment. Yes, she she is. And she's got like a lacy camisole on, like a slouchy flash dance sweater. And she's kind of like just sitting there with a face on. I can't. Anyways, she says that she really likes this one particular ice cream sandwich after sex, which also grossed me out. Why did that gross me out? I didn't like that she only liked the ice cream sandwich, the one kind. Well, I feel like my mom watches her weight, although she's extremely small, but she loves, she like only indulges in desserts usually if they're like these like low carb desserts and they make a lot of those ice cream sandwiches in those low carb because they have like the most basic things. So they have like a fudgesicle that's locale and then they have the white vanilla ice cream with the chocolate on the outside and then they make an ice cream sandwich. It's like they took the most basic things you could get from an ice cream truck. And those are like the three things that they've made into those like carb smart bars. So this lady also seems to watch her figure. 
And then we learn later that I'm onto something. Yes. Is that what you thought? Yes. Oh, and so I think that that's like her treat. And then after they have sex, though, she asks for her little treat. And he's like, you want it already? You need more or something. Yeah. And then she's like, no, you know what I mean. And he goes, well, you've really earned it tonight. See, barf, barf, barf city. It's awful. So he goes to get the ice cream sandwich and ice cream sandwiches are ruined forever for everyone. And the next thing she knows, she hears the shots. They ask her about, like, do you owe anyone money? Are you having any outside affairs? No, 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 nothing. But then some news comes in. They've identified the ninja in black and in the wig, and it's indeed a woman named Lynette LaFontaine Truillo, which is dun, 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 Nicole's sister. Oh, boy. The two sisters are very, very different. Nicole went to law school and is described in this episode as being like an upstanding member of the community, which I don't know. You don't have to be a lawyer or a lawyer's wife to be an upstanding member of the community. You can work at Starbucks and have a one-bedroom apartment. They didn't mean it because that, I think, she just kept a nice house and yeah, they lived in a nice area. She had three kids and had a good job. And It is the kiss of death, though, too, when we hear that. Pillar of the community is kiss of death. If you're a pillar. Yeah, if you're a pillar, you're aft. So Lynn is the exact opposite. Lynn has addiction problems. She has a failed marriage. She had lost custody. She had four, three or four kids and had lost custody of them. She's a waitress and doesn't really have any money. So it's really sad. Like the the people they're interviewing say all that she, her drugs were all that she had. Yeah. Which is very sad. So the question is, why did Lynette do it? Was Lynette doing it? like to just actually commit a burglary and get some money to buy drugs? Or did she have some sort of, you know, hatred against Nicole or a problem with Jose? So they start to question Nicole about Lynette, but not tell her that she was actually the one that was shot, that she Mm -hmm. was the intruder. Mm -hmm. Lindy says that her partner, oh, Ray, that's his name. She said that her partner, Ray, was not being slick about asking. He just started asking questions about Lynette, the sister, out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, so tell me, what's your relationship with your sister? I'd be like, how did you know I had a sister? Why are we talking about her? That's the normal reaction. Nicole doesn't even ask why you're. they're asking. Yeah. She's so like... She's like, we're not close. She's kind of a mess. I haven't seen her in a long time. Never, why are we talking about her? So it's very strange. And Nicole needs to take a bathroom break and ask to use the bathroom. And this is when I had decided for sure we're doing this episode because this moment that's coming is very, very upsetting. So Nicole asks to go to the bathroom and Lindy has to take her, which I found odd because I thought if you weren't a suspect, why would a detective need to accompany you to the bathroom? I don't know. Maybe because they hadn't taken her clothes and maybe she was closer to the shooting like let's say she was like had gunshot residue on her but they don't know because they hadn't taken her clothes yet so they had to watch her but they didn't watch her in the stall so that doesn't totally make sense but I think more it was that Lindy wanted to have a moment with her alone that wasn't an interview setting so I get that to get like a feel for her you know or see if she let anything slip also I just realized that the camisole that she's wearing was her nightie 
Yeah. And then she just threw a sweater on over it. It's the thing that, do you like it? And he said, oh, yeah, get over here. Good for her. Three kids and you're taking the time to shave your legs and put a nightie on to impress your husband? That goes above and beyond. They're in the bathroom and Lindy is expecting her to basically outside of an interview situation, ask her why her and her male partner keep asking about Lynette, the sister. So she doesn't ask that. Instead, they go to a commercial break, though. They really like tease it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what she does ask Lindy is not about her sister. It is, do you know about this new kind of diet ice cream? See, and I didn't get right away why that was so horrible. Are you serious? Because I thought she's just talking about this. I, I, I thought it was crazy. I thought she was psychotic like a weird serial killer who's now obsessed with this ice cream or something, these ice cream sandwiches, because it's so weird and inappropriate to bring it up after your husband has just shot someone. Sometimes people do make weird small talk, though, after they've had horrific conversations. We've seen that before, you know? Mm -hmm. But it seemed weird. But then the show had to explain it to me that it's one woman totally dissing another woman by suggesting they try this, like, diet ice cream. She called it woman-on-woman warfare. Yes. It's a power trip. John Mulaney has a whole thing about how you could never do, like, a heist movie, although they did Ocean's 8, but, like, with all women, because he'd be like, because two of the women would always step aside and start talking smack about the other women, and he'd be like, (gasps) but that really passive-aggressive stuff, like, I love how you can just wear anything. Oh, my God. That's a big necklace. (laughs) It's also like hitting for the most sensitive thing, right? I would say probably on the sensitivity scale, weight is the thing that, I mean, you really don't talk to a stranger about it unless like, I mean, I can think of a few circumstances that you would. Yeah. But it's shocking to me. It's also you're being interviewed by the police. They have the upper hand right now. But she's flipping it. She's trying to flip it. She's trying to flip it. But Lindy totally doesn't fall for it. Oh, it's the best thing. Lindy says probably my favorite quote in the whole thing, which is, but if you're going to come play chess, don't bring your checkers. Yeah. Like you're with the big dogs. Yeah. So in the reenactment, she's just kind of like, I'll have to try it. Doing that fake smiling right back at her. Totally disarm it. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, sure. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Knowing full well how she means it and then mm-hmm. purposefully taking it another way. Yes. It's very, very yes. smart. Yes. But boy, that's something. It's a very pointed, I'm more attractive than you. Who cares? It's really immature. If you're saying this to a police officer who's interrogating you after your husband killed somebody, what are you like in your normal life? Like, how does she treat her coworkers, her female coworkers? Oh, I think she's a monster. I think she's a monster. But the son said she's loved by everyone and the pillar of the community and all that. So, but maybe he doesn't know. Maybe they just fear her because she can do those like digs. Oh, really? You're ordering dessert? That kind of thing. Oh, That's no, I think does. she's worse than a monster. I think she's like a full dragon. I think she's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Oh, ugh. breathing fire. So at this point, they send stupid idiot Nicole back into the interview room by herself. And Lindy goes and meets up with Ray, her partner, and some other detectives and tells them that she thinks that Nicole is behind this. Because that kind of did it for her. And I get that. That would be an intuitive moment where Mm -hmm. you're like, "Mm, none of these reactions are right, which means 
you knew about this. You're mm-hmm. in on this. Mm-hmm. And they scoff at her. So there's your story. Mm-hmm. The scoffing. So Ray and Lindy go back to the interview room where Jose Garza still is. And they tell him who the ninja is. That it's his sister-in-law. And his reaction is very genuine. It's like mm-hmm. genuine surprise. Then they start asking him if he has life insurance policies about his retirement fund. And he says he has all of those. And they say, well, who's the beneficiary of those policies? And he says, who do you think? My wife. At this point, if you are Jose, are you starting to suspect Nicole? Would you? I, w- I mean, I would have from the start. Oh, well, I would have, yeah. But now if I was just a husband that didn't watch a lot of Dateline? No. I would now just suspect that the sister who was doing drugs was trying to steal from us or something. But the the reason that doesn't hold up is because she was like lying in wait in the dark garage and fired at you the second you did it. And if she's the sister, she knows when you guys aren't at home. She Mm kind of could figure out your schedule. She might come when no one was there unless she needed some like money really, really fast. Also, how valuable are your Christmas decorations? Like, what else do you have in the garage? No, exactly. Yeah. Unless she's going to steal the car. But it's like she started firing at at him instantly the second he kind of walked in. Yeah. Are you a lawyer with lots of important adulting papers like life insurance, contracts, and other things you need in a briefcase because you're an adult? Fidelius might be right for you. If something happens to you like you're shot at by a ninja in your garage, how will the right people get access to your information and documents? Fidelius lets you create online vaults where you store your information, then guard the vaults with people you trust. You create different vaults for your estate planning, insurance, investments, you customize your vaults, then you pick your key holders who you want in your vaults, like your wife. But because you watch a lot of true crime, you're like, I love my wife, but I don't totally trust my wife to not kill me for my life insurance. So then you pick a guardian who can approve or deny your wife, the keyholder, access. Let's say the ninja shoots at you, but you're in a coma. With Fidelius, you can even decide how much time you want the guardian to wait before giving your wife access to your paperwork. Like maybe Mm. a short two-day coma is enough, or maybe you want her to wait 14 days to see if you're going to wake up. Fidelius Ah. is extremely affordable, flexible, and also incredibly secure. There's even a free 21-day trial period with no credit card required. Our listeners get 30% off your first year or lifetime membership by visiting FideliusVaults.com and entering code DATELINE at checkout. That's F-I-D-E-L-I-U-S Vaults.com. Enter code DATELINE at checkout. You watch true crime shows. You know why this is important. Just go to Fidelius and check it out. Because if you trust anyone 100%, well, that might be a mistake. <laughs> Fidelius Voltimus. <laughs> Fidelius. Thank you, Fidelius. Thank you, Fidelius. Go to their website. Check it out. Check it out, guys. So now Lindy and Ray go back and talk to Nicole and they tell her the same information, who the ninja actually is. And she becomes very, very, very dramatic. They call it histrionics. Mm-hmm. The re actress does a great job of fake drama. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. fake crying and all that stuff. But they can't hold Jose or Nicole for anything to do with this. So they sent them home together. And this grossed me out. Apparently, they drove them in a 
squad car home and in the back seat they're like super cuddled up like high school like she's totally like yeah. pawing at him very physical and mm-hmm. that just sort of rubs Lindy and the rest of us completely the wrong way because she said it was she was grooming him like a lemur monkey <laughs> She has a good way with words. She really does. I think that's what makes her so likable. But that was nasty to me. So Lindy decides that she needs to go and get some information out of Lynette, who, surprise, surprise, has made it, is still alive in the hospital, and but she's not doing very good. She has very, very serious gunshot wounds. And so Lindy sits with her and says, Lynette, you know, this is your chance to speak. Who put you up to this? This is your time to tell your story. And Lynette kind of motions for a pen and paper, and writes down, Diet Coke, question mark. I have heard that on different stories of people who, but it could just be on TV shows. When people like get up from a coma, like that's the first thing they want is their Diet Coke. Would that be you? I would be like Sprite Zero. Sprite Zero. I feel so bad. I wish I'd gotten you Sprite Zero glasses for your birthday. I don't think they make them, but. No, I like my Diet Coke glasses. Okay, good. I use them all the time. It's the same family. I try. Yeah. So she writes Diet Coke. And also in the reenactment, she kind of smiles. It's like they're sharing a moment. But then she dies. She dies like right away. I was like, what just happened? I know. I was like, well, did somebody give her a Diet Coke? Can you finish that story? I don't like this. See, and I don't drink at all like alcohol when I'm watching these shows and someone's like talking about rosé or whatever. I'm the same way with a soda. Yeah. I, I get that joy. Anyways. Lynette passes away, so Lindy needs to find another way to prove that Nicole is behind this. But she doesn't need to wait long because the criminal forensic scientist technicians have... Kimberly. A.K.A. Kimberly has put together the puzzle of what the weird little wet scraps of paper say. And it's a couple of different letters, it looks like. And according to one of our interviews, I don't know, I didn't really write down who these people are, a reporter or somebody. They said it's basically a blueprint for murder. So Nicole wanted Jose dead so she could collect all of his assets. Of course. Mm -hmm. I mean, we knew that. And makes a lot of promises to Lynette that she would be taken care of, too, if she kills Jose. Mm -hmm. She says, I can get you out of debt, help you get boobs, put a pin in that. Help you get off drugs on Prozac and into a better job. In that order? That is the most important thing. Do the thing. boobs come before getting her off drugs? Boobs were two. Yeah, boobs were number two before getting her off drugs, before getting her a job. Which shows how manipulative she is because she's going with what she thinks will sell her sister on it yeah. the most. Yeah. Oh, I think she's a fallen psychopath because... Oh, yeah. She has no reaction after the shooting and how casual she was. And she knew that was her sister. And she knew her sister was shot and in the hospital that whole time. No reaction. She's a psychopath. And what, unfortunately, I think that she's done is she's a compartmentalizer, right? So if she's not a psychopath, she's doing that thing where, well, my sister's on drugs and has ruined her life. So she doesn't deserve to have it. Yeah. Even though her sister has children. Yeah. Right. It's awful. So there's a lot of parentheses in this letter, like a, a lot. Hmm. Did you notice? I like I a wanted parentheses. To, I like it. You know, I like a parentheses and a dash. You know, I'm all about and the ellipses are my the bane of my existence. I know it makes you crazy, but I did get a good picture of the letter. And so I don't know if you actually read it. No. But it's kind of crazy. So it says, 
I will take the brunt of the questioning. There is no reason to look at you, dash, if I pass muster, parentheses, and I will. The investigation will just die. I won't call you when it happens, dash. We'll call ants because, parentheses, because Tuesdays are your bad days just to give the just had to give the kids back and this is something I would know and mom can back up dash sounds plausible because it is the truth and a parenthesis. It's like she writes in like, do you know what I'm saying? Yes. It's also kind of how I write. So it made me very, very nervous. She's writing how she's speaking. That's how I tend to do it. And it's not grammatically correct at all. And she is a lawyer. It's so well thought out because she's not going to call her after he dies Mm -hmm. because she would not normally call her. She's going to call the mm-hmm. other two mm-hmm. people. Oh, it's creepy. Because she knows that that's the sister's bad day because the sister has to give the kids back on that day. But if your husband's been shot, I think you would still maybe call, even if it's your sister's bad day. No, I don't think you would because I think the drug we might be looking at is heroin. Yeah, that's and true. And so I don't think you would call. But I don't know if you would like even know what day of the week it was if your husband had just been killed. You wouldn't be like... I have to call somebody like you wouldn't be like, oh, it's Tuesday. I don't know if you would even know that. That's a really good point. So this is really strange. It says you are in by 1115 a.m. on Tuesday. He's home between 1135 and 1145 on Tuesdays. You are out by 1140 a.m. One and a half minute of terror and a 360 degree turnaround in your life. So this was a different plan. It was supposed to be in the morning and the sister either backed out and they had to do replan it. And I can't believe she decided to do it when the kids were home. And no, the kids aren't home. And no, at night, because they they re-decided to do it at night. So my thought is that she messed up. The sister slept through it. Yeah. Or changed her mind, chickened out, was on drugs. So you don't think she knew about it? You don't think she sent him to the garage on purpose? I think that maybe when she didn't do it at 1130, at the time she was supposed to, the sister called and they came up with a new plan for that night. I think it was a very last minute plan. Yeah, I think so too. But I do think she knew she was going to be in the garage and she sent him there. So she did know the kids were going to be there because it was in the middle of the night. Yeah. Also, why did she have to have sex with him one last time? Did she really just like having sex with him? I think because she thought that that would give the strongest alibi of like, no, and I love him so much. We love it. We are not having trouble at all. We even just had sex. Correct. She's very smart. And so anyways, the rest of this is just basically listing all the good things that will happen with him gone. And there's so many parentheses. I mean, like in every sense, it's insane. And then at the very bottom, this is all I could get in the screenshot was in all caps, You have the mental stamina to do it and forget it. You are stronger than you give yourself credit for. You will be saving my life. How about using that sort of positivity to help your sister, like, get off drugs, improve her life? That's why she's such a monster. That's why she's a dragon. Drive her into the depths of hell by having her kill someone when she doesn't even want to. It's all kinds of evil. It's It's so bad. on so many levels. And then have no reaction when the plan goes horribly wrong and your sister is shot instead. She doesn't care. She doesn't care about her sister. Not at all. No, no. So... Lindy, after they she reads this these letters, these really damning letters, says, oh, it feels so good to be a homicide detective. And I don't think that's what she meant to say, but I get the 
inference behind it. It was really when cute. you've solved it, like, and you were right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I think you and I would live for that feeling. We like being right. Yeah. But solving it. Oh, yeah. Like that feeling of like you did it, you know? Oh, it's great. So Lindy does like an I'm right, I'm right dance for Ray, who's an idiot. And he says, well, Slick, you've got the victim in bed with the suspect. How do you feel now? He can't let her have it. No. And it's like, wah, wah. So now they have to, of course, do the late night run for the late night drive through judge to get the warrant. What they need is basically to get a handwriting sample from her. But I pretty much think that the letter's enough. I don't know why they have to get a handwriting sample. Is it very clear? Was it, did it say from, what's her name? It's, but it's like the family. It's referring to. That's true, but someone else could have written it to frame her. Yeah, that's true. It's on his typewriter. There are some handwritten, which seem to be like on weird receipts. It's very strange. Also, this is in the 90s. Yeah, I guess typewriter. Electronic typewriter? Yeah, maybe. Electronic typewriter. But you can't trace it. It's smart, right? I don't know. So then we get this really funny B-roll in the reenactment of Nicole in the kitchen with a butcher knife looking at Jose <laughs> because they're like, you never know what could happen in the space of an hour. Yeah. She's like, I don't think she's going to kill him tonight, you know, because that would make it so obvious. Oh, my God. You know? Yeah, it's pretty bad. With a butcher knife. He fell on the knife, officer. Right. The same night he was shot at. But also, it's the shiniest butcher knife I've ever seen. Like, it's never been used. They got the set for their wedding. I've never used it. She doesn't cook. She's too busy raising three kids and having multiple hours of sex with her husband every day. They don't even eat, I don't think. That's why the ice cream so important. Multiple hours. Yeah, hours. Yeah. yeah. The, the three kids. I don't understand. Are they drugging the kids? Okay, we don't know. Anyways, yeah, maybe. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, maybe. Questions. So... They find the late night judge finally, signs the warrant. They go and pick up Nicole Garza. Jose is very distraught, doesn't understand. We also have been getting interviews with one of the daughters and with their son, who seem like really sweet people. Yes. And I thought I recognized the daughter. That's why really? I thought I had seen the patient before. Well, she looks a ton like Kalani. Yeah, maybe that's it. A lot like Kalani. Yeah, maybe. I was surprised. I felt bad. So according to her, she says that he was so in love with Nicole that he couldn't fathom that she would do this. Like he couldn't see her for what she really was. He had totally had the wool pulled over his Mm -hmm. eyes. Well, she's having sex with him multiple times a week. Right. He wouldn't think anything is wrong. No, she's very smart. Yeah. It's very weird. So it also makes me feel like she's a sex addict. I hate to say that, but some of this behavior seems like very... Then I feel like she would be cheating on him with, like, other people. Who said that she wasn't? That's true. We don't know for certain. But where would she have the time? I really want to know why it's on a calendar. Your two reasons are excellent, but I don't think it's either of those. But it can't be he's a grown man, a lawyer. It can't be like, dude, look how many times I'm sleeping with my hot wife. And he writes it down so he can tell his bros or something. Kimberly, there's nothing else on the calendar. I know, it's the sex calendar. Because that doesn't make sense. Because the thing is, if it was just a calendar that had like soccer, four o'clock or what, you know, a normal calendar. And then a teeny tiny, you had like an S. Right. On the days for sex or a smiley face. Now that you're saying it, though, I feel like there was another Dateline or another show where someone did something similar. With the sex calendar? 
tracking a sex calendar. I feel there's more to that story. There's more to the gun in the robe. Yes. When you hear dogs barking outside and you're scared to go into your garage in a really safe neighborhood and there's more to the sex calendar. Are you Googling sex calendar? No. So I feel like you're going to get some results you don't want. Why would you keep a (laughs) sex calendar? Don't Google that. I did. I Googled it. There's an article here from Self that says, I'm a sex coach and I swear by scheduling sex in relationships. But he wrote the S after they had sex, I think. It wasn't like it was scheduled on those nights. It was after they had sex, he wrote that they had sex. I'm going to have to read some of these articles. Because if it was scheduled, it didn't seem to have any consistency. And it also, it was like, like five days a week, at least, like maybe even six. If you're having it every day, you don't have to schedule it. You know what I mean? If it's like an everyday occurrence, like brushing your teeth, you don't have to write it on your calendar. This is going to drive me crazy. I really feel like our listeners can solve this one. If you have an idea that is not something we've said, please let us know. Or if it is something and you agree with what we've said and you think we might have be on to something. Oh, my goodness. We need to start doing you put these on YouTube because then you could just comment below and then we could like respond to comments. That's what I do on Instagram and Twitter. But it's in the place where the episode is. I see what you're saying. Yes. But thought for the future. Anyways. OK, let's we're almost at the end. So. The motive on this is pretty easy. Nicole is a divorce attorney and no one knows how much cheaper it is for the husband to die than to get a divorce than a divorce attorney. That's not a good slogan when you're trying to get new clients. You're like, it's really not. I couldn't even go through a divorce. I had to murder my husband. Or maybe it's smart and it's like, you know what? Divorce is so hard that I chose to murder my husband. Hire me as your divorce attorney because that's how hard divorce is that I chose murder. So you need a really good lawyer if you're going the divorce route. That's very interesting. Well, she'd obviously already be in jail for that. Yeah, you'd have to do your work from prison. Maybe after jail. Do you get disbarred forever if you were committed of murder? Yes, ma'am. You can't get it back ever in the same state? I think you're done. I think she could be a real estate agent. She could take that test. So she probably did that. Anyways, Nicole is the puppeteer, obviously, of the whole thing. She played Lynette like her little puppet by badgering her and pretty much it seems like just confusing her. By making it seem like this thing equals this thing, like this thing equals better life, when it totally doesn't. It's really sad and plays on her being an addict. You play on the worst, most vulnerable people in society. Yeah, it's awful. It's like the women that killed the homeless men. Like their lives didn't have value because of how they were living. It's awful. Yeah. So she told Lynette that she needed to lie and wait in the garage. And then when he came home... She needed to shoot him. And pretty much it's what we said. It's about as cold as it gets to be intimate with him right before she knows that he's going to be murdered. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's because the only way she could get him to get that ice cream sandwich, he knows she only has it after sex. So he would suspect if she asked him to get it. I don't think so. I don't think he was suspecting her. I think she probably could have said anything like, hey, can you go? I feel like I left this thing in my car. Can you go see if it's there? I'm so tired, baby. And he would have gone. So then why did she have sex? She just wanted to have sex with him? Yeah, I think it probably excited her. I'm sure it was a thrill, right? Like, it's our last time I did this whole plan. She's a creep. Yeah. So now we get to see the real Nicole because we do get some trial footage and we finally get to my judge 
who tells us that this was Kafka-esque. I don't know was how. Was it Kafka-esque? <laughs> what does that mean? What is that from? What is a Kafka-esque? What is it? What do you mean? That's a line in a TV show. What is a Kafka-esque? Oh, it's going to drive me nuts. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, it sounds like it's from The Office, though. Yeah, I think it is from The Office. Okay, I don't remember what it's from, but here we go. What it means to be Kafka-esque, oppressive or nightmarish qualities, having a nightmarishly complex, bizarre, or illogical quality. Okay. Like waking up as a beetle. Yeah. That makes sense, right? Getting your junkie sister to murder your husband. Exactly. Otherwise known as Thursday, according to ID network standards and Dateline. Is this judge pretentious too? Because she said Kafka-esque? She's a judge. I would expect it. Do you feel like you can say Kafka-esque now that you know what the word means without having read a lot of Kafka? No, I definitely feel like I could, but I don't think I would. Because it seems pretentious. It's not pretentious. It's like hipster-ish. What if you've read that book too? Does it better when I explain it or does it make it worse? I like that you read it for school. Did you really think I read it by myself? Yes. Get real. Because you've read Great Expectations by yourself several times. But I was small. I read Wuthering Heights by choice. I don't know. Wuthering Heights is so good. I don't really remember it. You don't? Catherine and Heathcliff? It has some of the best romantic lines. I prefer Jane Eyre. I like Jane Eyre, too. I love Jane Eyre. That's like one of my favorite books. Okay. So anyways, the judge is there. We get to see the real Nicole, who is very pretty. Like even in prison with no makeup. Oh, I thought the reenactor was way prettier. Oh, I thought she was. I think I was expecting her to not be attractive. So I was shocked when she was actually pretty. Expectations. Great expectations. (laughs) Really, that's what it all breaks down to. (laughs) So they also have under her name, the title would be Black Widow, which made me laugh. Would be? Would be. (laughs) I felt like this episode should be called the would be Black Widow. Um, You almost made it. So close. She's Black Widow-esque. So anyway. Like Kafka-esque. She's Black Widow light. She's L-I-T-E. She's like her sandwiches. (laughs) Carb free. Yeah. Uh So. She pleads no contest, which I think is smart because I think it's how she got so little jail time, which was her sentence was 15 years to life. That's insane. I almost dropped my phone. Oh, I was so mad. Well, that means she's out fast, like faster than 15 years because she's good behavior, right? So then we get the son saying that, look, even the most wholesome, straightforward family has its cracks. And I was like, cracks that's a really that's a crater my friend that is a you're split apart yeah and the son said that it really seems like he can live with it because he feels like there's something wrong with her like she actually doesn't care she only cares about her own goal and what it takes that's to get probably to her actually goal. very helpful for him i think that's really a good thing to think about if you're a victim of something like that i was like to make peace with it Right. To just know that this is, there's something wrong in her brain. It's not because she didn't love you. She's not capable of loving you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would definitely help. The daughter just seems mad. Yeah. The daughter just feels betrayed. And I I get it because it was her birthday the next day. (laughs) She didn't get that pony. I know, right? She got a dead aunt instead of a pony. Yeah, but they didn't really like that aunt, I'm sure, which is sort of sad. No, they showed one flashback where they were all hanging out. 
where he's like, take a family picture, even though you don't have your kids anymore. You can take a picture of it mine. It was a little weird. Take a picture of our family, like, and you're part of the, you're not going to be in it because you're the aunt who lost her kids because you were doing drugs. So anyways, Lindy tells us that usually in a case like this, there is a degree of domestic violence that leads up to this, which I totally thought that. I was like, oh, you read my mind, Lindy. Jose, the whole time, was not a good guy. Right. There's always something like that, right? And so this case is unique in the fact that Jose was caught completely unaware. Like, thought that they were in love and doing it all the time. And then she's plotting this th- for months. Mm-hmm. She's plotting this thing. And so Lindy says that, it's interesting to think that we might be sleeping next to someone who the whole time is plotting our demise. Mm-hmm. Or you might be hosting a podcast with someone who the whole time is the plotting whole time. your the whole demise. Time. <laughs> the whole podcast was a ruse. It's the longest con. The longest con. Ever to get nothing. And any listeners <laughs> are just caught in the, they're just pawns. Wait, what did you say? You get nothing. Yeah, no, you get nothing. No. You get a room full of, like, boots that aren't your size. Yeah, I don't want them. And you hate used clothes. I don't want them. It's just useless. Yeah, uh-uh. I have nothing of value. You get cats. I would get a million VHS tapes. Yeah, of Clue. Oh, but an elliptical. I do want that. I do want Dusty, that elliptical. Dusty, creaky elliptical. Would I kill you for it? Probably not. Okay, now here's the worst part of the whole thing. Jose no longer practices law, which I'm hoping is code for he's retired. I hope so. Just spend time with those kids. Yeah, and remarried. Great. I'm so glad he remarried because he seems like a guy with a lot of love to give. And I hope she's normal. And they, like a normal couple, have sex. Hours and hours. And that's it. Of love to give every day. No, I think he's done with that part of his life. I hope he married a normal person who's like... (laughs) Not tonight. It's like, not That's tonight. That's what he needs. Yeah. I'm gassy. Okay. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Nicole went to prison from 1997 to 2013. That's insane. How many years is that? 2007 to 13, 16. 19, ni- sorry, 1997 to 2013. 16 years. No. 1997 to, oh, two th- to 2013. 2013. Yeah. That's 16 years. That doesn't seem right. I can't do math. 2013 minus 1997. 16. You're so smart. <laughs> I felt not smart because I kept saying it. You kept saying no. I'm sorry. And it I, seemed... then it made me second guess myself because I kept thinking, oh, she must have said 2003. That's why she keeps saying it like that. Or it must, I must have like a decade wrong. Kimberly, I thought it, I wrote down six years. <laughs> yeah, that's close. It's, it's not. just a decade I did, off. I did, two, I did 2003. Oh, boy. Okay. So It's just a decade off. Anyway, 16 years. It's totally wrong. She's remarried as well. Who married this B? And how much are they having sex? Does he have a calendar that we can see? Is it a Google calendar that he could make public, please? Because I'm curious. It's really bad. I'm... Has she slowed down after prison? Or has it only made her hornier? It's the worst. I'm like... Was she having sex in prison? Did she have a calendar on the side of her cell that she like etched in instead of etching in the days that you've been in prison? She's etching in an S. The chances are really good. Yeah. That she did. Or she married a guard. 
Mm-hmm. I can Ooh, totally see that. I can see that. I can see her seducing a guard to get like extra commissary or something. Man, yeah. She's not a great person. So I hope she got a lot of therapy. I hope someone finds out where, where she is and what she's doing right now. I just kind of want to know. We need eyes on her. We need eyes on Nicole for sure. And someone watch out for her new husband. Yeah, please. Someone let him know because maybe she probably lied. Mm-hmm. If she's a realtor, I'm going to buy myself an ice cream sandwich because that's, I feel like she might be a realtor. Would you watch another one of these killer closers? Would you watch one? Yeah, I liked Lindy. You did? Mm-hmm. I thought it was fun. I wish the reenactments were a little more cheesy. I'm sorry. Because I really like the overdramatic cheesiness, but Lindy saved it. I try to pick somewhere in between because I really like the, like, crazy, nuts, dark stories and you really like the cheesy reenactments. So I felt like I found one that was at the crossroads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I tried. I like when there's a narrator who has a Southern accent and the show is Southern Fried Homicide. And why haven't we done that show? Because that's oh, what I, I do. didn't pick it on purpose. I'm sorry. Because I thought that that's what that other podcast was about. Southern Fried Homicide, it's not the same show. They're not connected. They just cover crimes in the South. That was my mistake then because I think I assumed that they covered that show so I didn't pick it on purpose just like I don't pick Disappeared. No, I don't think there are that many except Oh Snapped, which has just started, which is Oxygen, right? And Obsessed with Disappeared. Disappeared. Yeah. Right. If there are others, let us know. We could do a crossover if there are other podcasts talking about. Yeah, ID Network. Yeah, absolutely. I would have totally picked one of those. I'm sorry. I just assumed that they did it. No, but I like this one. I'm a fan of Lindy now. Yeah, Lindy's pretty cool. We'll see if she has some other good some other good stories. Ray? Ray. He looks like a I Ray. Gotta Ray see, feels right. I gotta see in another episode if he still gives her the business. Or if he, you know. He does. That's their relationship. It's gotta be their relationship where he always kind of is like, this is a boys club. What's this girl doing here? And then she always is right. It is the 90s. Yeah. It is just the world. That it is just America and planet Earth. Unfortunately. Someday. And our children will someday know that that's the light the nights went out out in in Georgia. Georgia. (laughs) I love it. All right. You have anything else to say? No, this was delightful. And I really want to know your thoughts on the sex calendar. So. Yeah, me too. Have you kept one? Do you know people that keep them? What? No, that's asking a bit much. We don't want like people to have to divulge their private lives. They can say a friend keeps it because blah, blah, blah. And we, it's up to us to interpret if they actually have a friend or if they're the friend. Which we will. Which I'll probably assume that they are the friend. So now you blew that. So <laughs> Then, okay, here's the thing. If it's, if it's really you, you say a friend. But if you say my cousin, then that really is a cousin. Or a friend. Cousin equals cousin or friend. Friend equals you. I am going to be suspicious if you know a lot about your cousin's sex life. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. Out the gate. Some cousins are like siblings. Like kissing cousins. Yeah, they're raised together. Also, listen to that podcast, Cousins by Blood, because Fizz is very into it and she is pushing it. It's really good. I'm only halfway through. Oh, fun. Okay. But they're not kissing cousins. One of them is accused of murdering one of the other. So, oh boy, you know it can't ever be something nice and sweet with us. No, of course not. Okay, can't have nice things. 
Well, at least it's not incest, and that's usually what you go for. So I do love incest stories. <laughs> stories. You hear I said the word stories. Stories. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> oh, bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. Wear a mask. Always wear a mask.